The obvious question this week is, what does it mean to be a good friend? I'm Mike Travisano, and this week I asked Joe Bertalek and Bob Meyer about friendship and what makes a true friend. We all bear life's ups and downs with our family and friends, with a clear distinction, though, that with friends, a choice is involved. We choose them, and they choose us. This is a pretty special contract, which is only made more special when things in life get tough, and they stick with us. What's the magic here? How does it happen? What does it mean? And how can we be better friends to the people in our own lives? After the show, let us know your thoughts at obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or check us out and give us a like, maybe, on our brand spanking new The Obvious Question Facebook page. Now here's the show. Friendship is easy when things are are happy. You know, when you're going out, when you're when you're hanging out together, you're going out to dinner, and everybody's getting along, and 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 it's easy to be a good friend to like hear hear your friends' stories and 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 uh, support them in what they're going through when things are going pretty well. But when they're not going well, uh, or maybe your friend is doing something uh, that you don't agree with, or or they're really in trouble and they need help. Uh, you know, friendship, the definition of, of friendship can change a little bit. So so my question is, what does it mean to be a good friend? And, and I like I like the parameter, Mike, that you put around to start off with is, you know, that that idea when things are going well versus when things aren't going well. And I think it's that that uh, a conversation I had with, I'll say, a friend years ago uh, was on a topic like this. We're talking about uh, when you have enough. And it seems like when you have enough or maybe more than enough, it's easy to be whatever friend would be in that situation. But the true test of friendship for this person, they said to me, was when there's not enough to go around, whatever the enough is, enough fun, enough money, enough food, whatever, then friendship shows its face or lack of friendship shows its face. So the person I was speaking with said to me, it's interesting to see, and, and this was in a work environment, how when things are going well, everybody's doing well, when you know, our clients are happy when things are going good from a work standpoint. It's interesting to see how people function together. He said that doesn't test anything. The real test comes up when things don't go well. And when somebody's pressed to do a job or needs help with something, who steps in? Who helps? Because yesterday everybody was fine. Everybody was doing really well. You would say that team is working well. They all seem to be good friends. But the minute something goes wrong, the minute there's a lack, all of a sudden you see where the real friendship is. Mike, I'm thinking about the genesis of a friendship. Where where does it start? And uh, for most examples I have, it it's a it's a common interest, a common connection, and uh, and, and then it blossoms from there. there. Then you have experience, and and over the course of time, those experiences are are things that go in the call it the friendship bank, and you take accounting of that. And uh, and, and as Joe said, it's it's the tougher times. You know that that's the the test of the friendship um and as it, as you get older at least for me it's it's like when when you know i think of young kids it's like they're probably not as selective in terms of interest it's it might be more of well you live next door to me so that's a friend i remember for myself when i was friends with kids in my neighborhood to a large extent it was people that my mom had girlfriends and then i was friends with their kids um, I'm not sure that that's true for the two of you or, or for any of our listeners, um, but my pool was, you know, almost almost selected, you know, and it, and it, it is somewhat random, you know, who are you, who are your collection of friends? 
Um, but as I get older, I, I, I've looked back. I've, I've had some good friends that I was friends with, let's say, in high school and college and then even in adulthood. And then I wrote them off the list. Like I have a really good friend that I don't understand how I could, let's just say, be the best man at his wedding. And then, you know, he wasn't there for me when I needed him, like in terms of from a time perspective. So I, I kind of reconnected with him like two or three times and then finally said, why do I keep coming back? Like, what, why am I putting more uh, investment in this friendship, but I'm not getting anything in return? And maybe that, that's a tough part of friendship, that there needs to be some kind of reciprocal thing. Like for me, and maybe this is just a personal thing, like I, I'm more inclined to be a, a giver than a taker, or that's how I perceive myself. And uh, when it's really off balance, then I, th I think at some point I start scratching my head and say, what, what am I getting out of this? I have another friend that, uh, again, this is somebody from way back in college that I still keep in touch with, Well, or they keep in touch with me, but they only call me as what I would call the get-out-of-jail card. Um, there's never good times. Uh, it's never call me up and say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? And let, let's just, you know, let's let's have fun. Let's hang out. It's always... Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. It, it's you know someone that calls you that's crying, that's emotionally upset, and I'm the person to talk them you know down from the from the ledge, you know. And uh, I was like, that that can be draining too. So thinking about a lot of different things in terms of, of friendship and what is a good friend. But uh, yeah, and Bob, I think the separation there, that give and take, you know, a giver versus a taker. The word that popped in my head when I thought about you know that situation where a person appears to be your friend, appears to be there, needs something. It's more of a user kind of an, I think, arrangement where, you know, I, I'm not, I appear to be your friend, but only when it's good for me, only when I need something or something will play out in my favor. You know, we've, we've talked about friendship for a long time. And I think you are the kind of person you are a giver in my, in my mind, you do that, you stretch yourself that way. And what I found out uh, for myself is that when you test it that way, when you look at how, how that plays out, that a friend to me is somebody who puts my interests equal to or higher than their own, which is a huge test. I mean, it's, it's huge. It means you have to give up something in order to be my friend, you know, in that sense. But the, the counter to that is I also have to do that. So if I'm your friend and I see you in a situation where I'm going to take a hit, but I need to help you out, I need to help you out. And if I take a hit, so be it, you know, that your interest is, is paramount. Not that it, it totally supersedes mine, that I push myself down, but that it's at least equal to my interest in the situation. And it's funny how I know you're in a work environment. Um, we're all in work environments, but I don't, I don't interact with people quite the same way you do in a business sense. Uh, my guess is there's a number of people that you work with that um, you, you refer to as your friends, but they're not your friends in the sense you just described. I, I think of those as business acquaintances, people who I, I know because it works for both of us in a business sense. And I, I, I don't really call them, I guess I use the term friend every now and then, but I don't really mean it that way. What I mean is they're acquaintances, people I know from business. And if things go poorly or if, if I'm no longer in the position I'm in, they're not my friends anymore. They disappear. And the guys that stick with me, the ones that come through, the ones that show up, even though I have nothing to offer them, other than friendship, those are my true friends. And I guess that's key, as I just said, I have nothing to offer them. So they're not looking to use me for something. They're not looking to take advantage of me. They're just there as my friend, and they know that I'm there for them as well. That's the connection I'm looking for. 
You, you, maybe you guys can help me with a with a, a twist on this. Uh, I have two very good friends that that dislike each other a lot, so much so that when they know I'm um, hanging out with the other, they think I'm kind of betraying them a little bit. And and but they're terrific. They're good. I, my connections to each one of them individually is is super strong and and loving and trust trusting and and they do anything for me. I do anything for them. But but I can feel the tension when I'm hanging out with one over the other or I'm talking about one or the other. Do I have a play in that? I mean, if what what does it mean for me to be a good friend to to either one of them in that situation? How are they, Mike? Are you ever with them together, like all three of you? Yeah, yeah. How does that play out? It, it tense, you know, very tense. tense. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I think you've stumbled onto something. I've heard this: the triangle that you're talking about. I had a woman tell me years ago that she had a best friend. I mean, she went through grade school into into high school, and this other girl showed up and became friends with both of them, and totally destroyed the the friendships. And she said it wasn't like we didn't like each other. We always just partnered up. It was always a pair of us doing something. And the other one resented whatever it was we did. So when I was with my original friend, it was great. When I was with my new friend, it was great, the way you just described it. But there's something when I, and then she said the worst part was when they got together, I didn't like either one of them. It's like all of a sudden I, I got angry at them for hanging out together without me. So there's something, I don't know what you'd call this, but there's something about this triangle. You know, two's company, three's a crowd, you know, that kind of stuff that we've heard over the years. There's something there that I don't I don't totally understand, but I I've seen it myself. I've seen that same thing myself. Yeah, when Mike first described that, it was kind of a little it was a little foreign to me. At first, I said I was thinking, well, I've seen that happen with with my kids, where some of their friends that it, it just doesn't mix. Like, um, and, and I couldn't think of an example for myself. But then I I looked back and I was like, wow, I do have a couple of examples of there. And and even for me, it's like it. I maybe it goes back to the experience thing that I, I don't know that jealousy is the word, but it's like, you know, if Mike's in the middle and there's two friends and I'm one of them, it's like, wait, those two had an experience. Why? Why? I'm being cheated. You know, or I'm being cheated of our friendship because I'm not part of that experience and I want to be part of that experience. Again, it goes back to that bond that we share, I, I think, is common interest. But then I think bigger than that is that shared experience that because when you get back together with a good friend like if you haven't been with them for a while what do most people tend to do they, they reminisce right mike remember that time we grabbed that shopping cart from the target and we i, I got inside and you pushed me down clinton hill and and then i crashed into that car i mean you remember that like oh my god bob yeah i remember that come on mike you don't remember that but uh you know it there's there's something about that and if that other person's left out of that experience um I think there's a little rub there. Mm. I feel a certain responsibility to to the friend that uh, gets a little upset, you know, at at my friendship with the other one. Like I want to I want to comfort them. I want to be like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, they're. I, I want I, either one. I want to say something about. Uh, no, you don't understand. They're really cool, or 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 I or I want to avoid it. But it's always kind of there, you know. But I. I Joe, I love that definition. You and I have talked about this before. I, I, I love your definition, and I agree with it, too, that a good friend, I, it's like I already have the answer to my own obvious question, is one who who puts uh, my, you know, a good friend to me is someone who puts my interests above 
the friendship itself. You know, and it, it, it lends itself really well to if, if, if you have a friend who's like in trouble with, uh, with drugs or something like that, like they say, you know, they're off the rails, uh, and and for you to approach them is de- is going to jeopardize the friendship. They may turn on you and be like, and and they may not be your friend anymore, right? But but their health and safety is more important to you than 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 that, right? So you do it because you're a good friend. Like I I I that works really well for this. But when in you get in these little sort of petty spots, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how to apply it, you know, uh, and you know. It works out fine. It's just this sort of low-level, you know, frustration, I suppose. Yeah. You know? I, I, I think, I, I don't know, for me, I'm still hammering back on the being left out. You know, that that's part of what it is. And, um, you know, now if things get complicated even with social media. I see this happen all the time where, you know, I post uh, something about a wedding that I went to with a good friend of mine. And then there's people on the you know, on the outskirts of that friendship that might say that I'm a better friend with, uh, G- with John than, uh, than Bob is. Why didn't I get invited? And this is a, that's a true, you know, scenario. Like we had someone in our neighborhood that, you know, that we didn't get invited to the wedding and everybody else in the neighborhood did. So what does that say? Is it like, did, did we offend someone Were you left off the list? What, you know, so all those things kind of run through your mind. And then I think, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, people do that. They'll 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 leave that mentally in the back of their head and say, well, next time I'm not inviting that part person to the party, and uh, everybody thinks about that. So maybe that's not right in the context of the really good friend, but it's all those folks around the the outskirts of the good friends. Uh, they're more than acquaintances, but you know, where where does everybody fit together in the grand scheme? Uh, Maybe for me, you know, what I'd classify as good friends fits on, you know, one hand, you know. Uh, there's other people that might say, well, I've had plenty of good friends. I have over 120 of them. I challenge whether they have 120 good friends. Right. Yeah, me, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike, I, I got a question. So the people, the two people you talked about, you're good friends with each one of them. You would, by definition, say they and you would each look at, at to each other's best interests that way? Yeah. Yeah, and yet sure. to each other, they wouldn't look at each other that way. Right. They're not best friends. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I understand that. And that's that's I think that's where the dilemma of the triangle comes down. So my challenge would be this. So the best friend A, let's let's tag him as A and B. Best friend A is hanging out with you, and something comes up about best friend B. At that point, does he have your best interest at heart? No. No, I guess not. Right. Yeah, so I'm thinking somewhere maybe it isn't a best friend. Maybe it's a it's more of a and Bob defines some levels. I don't know quite how to define those, you know, in terms of acquaintances and there's probably some other things in between. So you hit the pinnacle of best friend, you mm. know, best being superlative, right? The only one, or maybe one of a few. And I agree with Bob. There can't be 120. Just it's people just it's impossible. Now challenge me on that out there if you if you disagree. But I just I mean there's a lot of friends on Facebook and a lot of friends in places. But these aren't the friends that I'm talking about right now. That specifically the ones that it will be by my bedside if I'm you know if I'm in trouble or will come to my aid at their own risk where they put themselves out. They do something that shows me, and it's not again it's not a showing thing as much as it is they're just there. They just recognize the need to be there to help you and support you. And so your friend A and your friend B, I would think if they're really good friends best friends, 
they would somehow make life better for you in relation to the relationship with the other person. Themselves, A and B together, forget it. I mean, if they're never going to be friends, they don't have that common interest, that's a whole different story. Mm. I'll tell you a funny thing about business, you know, tied business into this. I remember being up in, uh, in the New Jersey area, and we were in a room with a bunch of IT professionals, mostly leaders, and the CIO was in the room. And the CIO was, was kind of pounding everybody in the room one at a time. And as he went to point to somebody, like he'd say, and Jim over there, and Jim would kind of put his head down, and people next to him would slide their chairs away like maybe a half an inch or a foot or whatever, or some distance, they just like do that body language thing where they kind of, you know, gave the guy a direct shot at him. Mm. And then the guy chew him out for a while. Then that group would come back together again. He turned to, and Barbara over here and he, he, and they'd move away. And I recognized at that point that the friendship in that room was totally acquaintance business driven, it had nothing to do with real friendship. I was waiting for somebody to actually pull a chair in closer. Like if someone, attack Bob and said, now Bob over here, and you and I were sitting on either side, we'd kind of lean in as opposed to leaning out. Mm. To me, that image stuck with me that nobody in that room leaned in. Every one of them kind of moved away a little bit so they weren't in direct line of fire, almost letting a guy sit out there by himself and say, take mm-hmm. the hit. Whereas mm-hmm. I love the, the picture that I have in my head that when that happens, I'm leaning in. If this is a friend of mine, I'm leaning in and saying, come on, let's hear it. You know, then I'm probably going to be vocal when it comes to things that are unfair or challenges, you know, if the guy's brutal about putting people down. But that scenario didn't play out that way. There were no friends in the room. You know, it's un- what's unfortunate is I, I, I agree and I love that. I love that image. But I can I can hear, the, you know, everybody says, oh, no, good friend, somebody that has your back. And, and then you hear, yeah, I've got your back. You hear that all the time. You know, somebody has has your back. But uh, unfortunately... You have to go through something to know if that's true or not, because, gosh, I'm sure everybody has a couple of examples of people who said they had your back and then they didn't. You know, it got a little hot and they were nowhere to be found, you know. But but yeah, but I but I can think of the people that that were just the opposite. It got a little hot and man, they were right. They were right behind me. And and uh, and that number is pretty damn small. You know, I can count them on the fingers of one hand. Yeah, I think that's where, you know, maybe that for me, at least, that's where you lose a friend, right? Where there's that that time of trouble or time of need and and you're expecting your friend to be there, but they're not. Now, I think that friend, you know, at least for me, I can accept that if there's, you know, some type of an apology there or there's a notation or there's a conversation. But if it if it's just for no reason that I, I can't help you, Bob, you know, then is that person really? Are they a friend? Are they a good friend? Are they a best friend? And uh, it is interesting to me, just fun, funny thing, just the whole notion of friend, you know, best friend, like we have to label them. And when does that start? You know, it seems like it starts like in kindergarten or maybe that's a thing that's passed down from parents. Like what, why does it require any kind of like, is there a filter for friends? <laughs> why do we so logically I- have to classify <laughs> our friends, you know, and put them in different buckets? I, and I, it's a funny thought, you know, it, it, that's a funny thought, Bob, that I, I, I must admit, I never really thought of that, that we, we do compartmentalize them and like, he's a good friend, he's a best friend, he's an acquaintance, it's a colleague of mine, you know, I mean, yeah, there's a special connection to, you know, those, those best, he's my BFF, my bestie, my bae, you know, all these mm-hmm. classifications get really, really crazy, but yeah, there are only a, uh, 
there are only a, a couple for me that I would say are are true friends, true friends. And then you know, there's a lot of people I get along with and, you know, I have a good time with or whatever. But maybe there, there seems to be for me only one classification. Hmm. Yeah, I think you, I, I would have to, I'm, I'm thinking space analogies now. Like if, if someone said, well, Bob, we're going to send you up in this rocket. You're going to be in the International Space Station. You're going to stay up there for about 360 days or so. And you can bring one person with you. I, I'm going to think about, you know, okay, a friend, um, uh, you know, who's somebody I can spend time with? Who am I compatible with? Who will I have, you know, conversations with for 360 days? Yeah, the list gets narrower and narrower that you don't you don't want that friend that it's like could you spend that much time with them and not be annoyed by them i think i could annoy somebody as a friend that like oh god i w- can bob go outside the spaceship for a couple minutes because he's really bothering me <laughs> i could be annoying <laughs> so that's my that's my test of you know the the friend filter is can you be in space with them for 360 <laughs> days so the problem is, is you have, you'd have to test it to know if they're a real friend, yeah. you know, or else they're just saying it. It's yeah. tough. Go on a long walk well, with them, you know, and if you don't yeah. hit them with a shovel, then they're probably a good friend. <laughs> We're about at that time. You guys have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I think you should go first because okay. I just yeah, yeah I had close. an idea actually. actually I just ended with the hit, hitting a friend over the head with a shovel. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be my friend. It's like step yeah. outside the space shuttle for a while. You <laughs> 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 picture those guys just sitting together going, uh, "Could you just step outside for a while?" I'll tether- <laughs> so you're talking about space. Space. <laughs> I'll tether myself outside the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Break free and probably drifting off. Yeah. I <laughs> that image head, of, headphones on. Yeah, Mike, I had one other thought that I, I just ran through my head as you were saying this. And it, it's kind of, uh, it's a, a little bit of a flip from where I was before. Maybe most friendships are developed because of needs. In other words, I, why do I connect with you in the first place? Is it, you know, where does that come from? You know, that, that beginning friendship. But, you know, Bob, you mentioned maybe your neighborhood friend. You know, they, they live next door, so it's a logical choice. Maybe there's somebody in school that you, you kind of connect with and they seem to be a little like you or they have some of the same interests you connect with. Is it more from the need on my part to have a friend than it is to actually have a friend from the sense from the standpoint, standpoint of that, that they're going to look out for my best interest? So I'm, I'm wondering if the thing doesn't start that way, that it doesn't start with a need, maybe from both people, from both sides, that eventually develops into what I think of as a true friendship. We start with the need. Some friendships never go beyond that. You know, I, I need to be your friend because you're the boss and you know, I get along with you and also you, you predict my future in terms of uh, opportunities and raises and things like that. But maybe over time we develop a true friendship where you're willing to support me and I'm willing to support you in a way that puts your interest equal to or better than mine. That's not the way it starts, I don't think. I don't think I step into it by saying, well, there's a stranger. I think I just want to help that person out. And even in your case, Bob, where you're a giving person, I wonder if at times it doesn't start with the need. I need to know that person. I need to meet that person. I want to you know, have a conversation with that person, whatever. So I'm kind of confused right now myself a little bit in a good way that I just had a deeper thought for myself about how does this whole thing start? And then why does some of them stop at that point? Why does some of them go no further and some of them on the other hand, become real friendships? Is it time? Is it opportunity? Is it how I feel about it? Did two giving people finally come together and you have the same, the same you know, thoughts and desires like that? 
I don't know. I have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, uh, final thoughts. I, I think there's a logical part to things in, in terms of things we've explored here in the podcast, like intent and, and having someone's back and those things all, all go in towards, you know, the definition of a good friend. I, I think there's some, you know, happenstance and illogical stuff that I, I at least for me, there's someone people that I meet that I that I feel an instant connection to like wow I really like this person like I'm really getting along with this person and and that even when I look back to the friends that I have now that I've had for 20 or 30 or 40 years you know it it all started somewhere right it didn't start with oh that person has my back it started with maybe a random thing like well we're both at the same party or we both were here I'm getting ready in the next month or so to, to go back to a high school reunion and it's interesting because you know the first 20 years or so, I stayed away from the high school reading. I'm like, why do I want to go back there? Like, why do I want to talk to those people? And they're not people that I connected with. But man, when I went there a couple of years ago, it's it's like I found like these friendships rekindled that we, we are brothers. We are connected because, you know, we went to, it was a private Catholic boys school and we all grew up um, very similar in the conversations that we had, you know, broken, broken families, you know, um, not well-to-do families, and uh, all of us found that we're we're successful today because of the foundation that we had as friends back then. And we never talked about what our particular family situations were. But after graduating and, and many many more years and having the reunions, we found out we all have the these, the same makeup, and that's why we're good friends and we're stronger today. So it's uh, those things stand the test of time, and you know. Uh, but I'm still yearning and trying to say, well, how, where do I get new friends? You know, at, at this age, you know, what's the definition of a new friend? It, it's maybe no different than it was when I was six or seven years old. It's funny, my, as, as my final thought as we wrap this up, I, I, hearing what you just said, both of you, led me to think of that, that kind of big friendship example you always hear of of. of uh, people in the military, especially people that have been in combat together, and how and the bonds that form in that, and and the lifelong super deep friendships, and I guess it comes out of a very obvious, very visceral need, and to bond together to support each other because truly their life is at stake, and maybe that's that's a good example of for me of of what. What does it mean to be a good friend? You know, look at the look at combat guys and women. You know, look at look at what that that's all about. How that formed, how that how that grows, and what's at stake. Interesting. So, uh, to our listeners out there, what do you think? What what does it mean to be a good friend? Uh, please vi- visit us at obviousquestion.wordpress.com. Uh, you can connect with us on Facebook now. That would be cool. Uh, you can listen to shows, uh, give comments on shows, give uh, give us uh, your thoughts on any of our topics or anything. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, that's uh, obviousquestion.wordpress.com or check it out on Facebook. <laughs>